This is the Taylor Collective with Zach and Erica. Here we go. We are live, back in action. The Taylor Collective, as always, your hosts, Zach and Erica Taylor. Erica, how's it going? It's good. Today is my birthday. Today is your birthday. So it's actually been an extra good day. It has been. You got some, uh, you got a free vent day. I drink did. at Starbucks. Got a free, very large coffee that I'm still drinking that on. You're still drinking, and we'll probably still be drinking for the next three days. Probably. I had to heat it up a couple of times. Yeah, I don't I don't know about you guys. I am a like a drink coffee fast person. Erica's like, I'm gonna drink coffee one cup, one sip, one hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely one drink hour. mine slowly. It is uh, I enjoy my coffee. It's kinda ridiculous. But it's who we are. It's who you are. And it's okay. I love you. I married you. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you love me for who I am. I do. I do. I love you for who you are, too. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> uh, so what are we talking about today? So we're in this little series uh-huh. um, that's about to come to a close, but we're talking about just service and how we can um, really hone in on what that looks like in a family discipleship setting, not just with a husband and wife and kids, but Mm -hmm. in all areas of what a family is. And if you want to go back and listen to our first episode, we kind of dive into what that looks like in different settings. Right. And it's kind of like this idea of serving in a very self-centered, self-focused culture. Absolutely. When everything is about selfies and being... Instagram influencers. Mm-hmm. I know the kids nowadays want to be YouTubers. Damn, damn kids nowadays. <laughs> Which is funny to me because growing up, YouTube was like not a thing. No. And now it's a big deal. It's it's a very big deal. So yeah, talking about how we can be um, not self focused in a self focused culture. Yeah. How we can serve. How we can serve in that selfish culture because the act of serving just in what it is it goes against selfishness because serving other people is inherently selfless yeah it's a giving of yourself right uh, yeah. giving of your time and uh-huh. talents energy thought money. it does not mean highlighting your service on instagram oh but that's so fun right bible study service community good act does not count unless you post it in the modern age. I mean, it's kind of like the voted sticker. <laughs> Did you really vote? <laughs> Unless you take a selfie with yes. an I voted sticker. Yes, because I really voted. Oh, okay. All right, so why don't you kick us off? Sure. So we're going to look at Mark ten forty-five, um, kind of as our first verse. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. So I think that really lays the foundation for um, what service is. He's our example of that. Um, right. Jesus came to serve the least of these, mm-hmm. the people that um, others wouldn't want to sit down and have dinner with, he would. Mm-hmm. Even how he washed his disciples' feet is such a show of him giving himself in service. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, you know, we're kind of taught this idea, at least I was, I don't know about you, but like even from upper level of school, like principals and teachers as a young kid, you know, this idea of always go to the table with a kid that smells funny, right? And always be that person who does that. 
Oh yeah, be kind to those people. Be kind people. to those people. Go and be with, you know, whoever it is is lonely. And I was as a kid I just I never was that person who went to go be kind to that person. I was. Yeah, you were I was your your husband was not. <laughs> I made fun of him, which I have asked for forgiveness. I actually ran into a guy from high school that I made fun of and asked for his forgiveness at the gym. That's very good. Um but we're called to serve and I think I mean obviously this verse is talking about give his life as ransom for many is not is talking is not talking about like he came to serve and give his life as a ransom. It's talking about the the price he's going to pay on the cross. Right. But I think even that that language of giving his life as a ransom, we can give our life as a ransom to others in a way of spending our life, just like you would spend a ransom notice, ransom money to get it hostage back. You think of time as a currency. And you spend that time as a ransom, whether it's to uh, share the gospel, whether it is to just spend time with somebody who doesn't have friends, doesn't have family, doesn't have loved ones, um, to get to know somebody. Like, you're, you're going to spend your time somewhere. Why not spend it for a good purpose? Absolutely. And I think a part of um, serving is the relationship aspect of oh, yeah. service. So you... The whole point of serving people is to build a relationship, right, with those people that you're serving or serving alongside or anything like that. You can't serve very well without some sort of relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's um, kind of important to remember, too. It's not necessarily um, what we think of. We're going to go and build a home and help these people and then leave but like why why are we building that home mm-hmm. for these people like let's get to know the people we're building the home for let's have opportunities to sit down and talk with them and get to know their heart get to know their stories and right. those things like i think there's a personal mm-hmm. aspect of service that sometimes is missed right it's a lot easier to go give money or go spend a week of a time block than to serve your neighbor right because you're going to see your neighbor yeah. most likely every single day. There's something your neighbor's going to play loud music at ten o'clock at night. Yes, he is, and so practical ways of serving them. Mm-hmm. So, Erica, what what would be for those who have kids? Maybe what would be some of those practical ideas of how to lead our kids? Yeah. So I think it's important that even at a young age of well, any age. But two or three, when they can actually walk and talk and, well, somewhat walk and talk anyways, like going ahead and including them in service and in um, participating in these things. So, like, if there's a new family that moves into your um, block, going and baking cookies for them and taking them over and introducing Mm -hmm. yourself and saying, hey, we live right over here. If you ever need anything, like, let us know. Um, I know during the pandemic, there was a lot of people that were taking um, cleaning supplies or um, food items like that to elderly couples. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a huge way of serving people. Um, Just dropping off um, practical items at the doorstep of maybe an older adult or something like that. Um, Writing thank you notes to like first responders, firefighters, police officers, IMSA. Gotta love those firefighters. Yeah. 
the leaving a note for your Amazon carrier or yeah. mailman, just things like that that are encouraging that show like really small ways, but um, of loving and serving others. Putting others first, I think, goes a long ways when we're talking about showing our kids those practical Mm-hmm. ways of service. I think another thing is writing letters to our missionaries. I know right now um, it's really hard to live overseas um, and they are serving the Lord outside of what is convenient or comfortable anyways and add a global mm-hmm. pandemic to the equation. Right. Like Our friend who's been on the podcast, Nicole, yeah. stuck in her apartment. Yeah, they're on lockdown again for the next who knows how many days. And so Really finding avenues to encourage our missionaries that are overseas serving is mm-hmm. a way to serve as well. Yeah. I think it even goes on to like sending letters to our guys who are overseas fighting. Yeah. Um, and encouraging them. I know my cousin Josh, uh, who's a Army vet, served in Baghdad from 04 to 08. Um, me and him, our friendship began with me writing a note basically in Crown to him. Yeah. And... Uh, has grown to we talk you know two or three times a year um but it meant a lot to him and i think one thing what you talked about those are not necessarily things you have to have a kid do like you don't have to have a kid to say thank you i know um our neighbor across the street is a single female and uh i mean we we've mowed her lawn before uh we had saw her in like three days and we normally see each other in the mornings um, so we called and checked on her, see how she was doing. Um, we had a real freaky experience with our next door neighbor, who we know she's with a, uh, she, her ex-husband is kind of crazy. And it looked like her light was flickering on and off in a SOS. If you don't know the SOS time, it's three fast beeps and three long and three fast again for SOS. And it was literally doing that rhythm. So we called the police and we're like, hey, can you go check this out? And I kind of watched the house. And it turned out that her motion light was just freaking out. But um, she was very thankful of that. She knew that was somewhere that somebody was looking out for her. And I think that's something we forget in kind of this COVID season is that people are struggling because selfishness is an idol in the American culture. And we make terrible gods in and of ourselves. Yeah, and I think selfishness isolates you. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, just narcissistic people are inherently the selfish. You know, they're, they selfishness shows most. And those people are the worst people to be around. Right. And <clears throat> I think just with having to be so isolated from other people and not having the interaction. People aren't getting the encouragement that normally mm-hmm. they would get. They're not getting the human um, interactions, whether that's physical touch or just like a high five or a hug or anything like that. Like we're not getting any of that. We're not even getting the facial expressions right now because right. of the masks. And so I think going above and beyond right now and serving people in just really practical ways speaks volumes oh yeah and i think it's important like i know a lot of people have gone back to the gym but there's a lot of people like me that have just built a home gym so the community of the gym that i used to have i used to see same guys we'd always uh talk to each other when we were working out or uh you know before our workouts we'd talk and now really i I don't have that because i work out in my garage because covid kind of lent itself to building a garage gym because all the garages were um closed Right. And I, I think 
and we'll, we'll kind of taper off this. Um, but I think what what's key is that serving serving others highlights how uh, highlights other people in our lives to see other people may have it worse. Um, I, I love. Uh, I don't know if anyone listens to Jocko on this podcast that listens, but Jocko Willink has a great podcast, and he talks about the need of suffering. So when you're it's 105 degrees and you're mowing your neighbor's lawn, there's actually a, your physiological response to that suffering, right? That is sweating and hard, and you don't have to do it, but you're doing it. Your body actually thinks better. It the blood flows better than people who are often just in comfort in completely comfort so if you're focused completely on your comfort you are going to be annoyed by the smallest of minute things and struggle with the biggest things because you don't have any suffering that's happening you know any serving that's happening happening when it's hard uh in your life yeah absolutely i think um that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah. and plus they build relationships right so um my buddies that i i work with that we do things together uh we often uh, i mean you've been out with us by some point in the night we'll often divulge into staring telling stories yeah and those stories are with each other and we'll laugh at each other's mistakes and that's what you get when if you go okay we're gonna go I don't know, pick up trash in this park. Well, you, it may be 105 degrees, and you're going to laugh and talk about how hot it was, or it's going to be freezing, and you're going to suffer together. Because that bonding of serving together in an uncomfortable situation unites each other. Um, and I think on a spiritual aspect, when you're not... The, the problem with Christian communities, we don't serve together outside of like church settings. So we don't have that bonding that takes place. We don't share those moments that take place. We don't build that relationship because you can't build a relationship sitting in a room for 45 minutes listening to somebody talking and then going and sitting in even a bigger room listening to somebody talk. Right. You have to have that service element of doing things together. Right. And I think... Um, just what you said, I can think back to one of the very first times we even, um, met and had an interaction. We were picking up trash Mm -hmm. and it was freezing. It was. It was so cold. But the group of girls, youth girls that I was helping lead, it was like after that service project of picking up trash in a park is literally what we were doing. They felt so much more comfortable to talk to me, to Mm -hmm. laugh with me, to interact with me because we were picking up trash in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. And I remember giving uh, one of the youth girls in your group my jacket because she was so cold. She was like shivering. (laughs) And she hadn't wore a... She she wore like a t-shirt. Yeah. And I don't know if sub-zero. It was not that cold. It was probably like... 40 degrees. It was probably 50. (laughs) Yeah, the high wind. But I gave her my hoodie, and uh, I remember her being really thankful over that. And even the couple years after that, she was thankful for that memory because she remembered being warm. Yeah, she was like, thank you for giving me your hoodie when I was so cold. Like, people remember that. It's just like the smallest things people remember and that sticks with them. Oh, yeah. And I think that's, 
it's, it's kind of the fun part. Like, if you were with your roommate or your wife or husband or with your kids, I mean, go through your closet. Say, what do I not need? I have a f- saying that I'm trying to get famous, right? If you haven't done it in a year, throw it away, my dear. If you haven't <laughs> worn it in a year, throw it away, right? Um, because if, if you haven't done it in a year, you're probably not going to use it. Right. And you don't really need... Like, I had, like, seven flannels. I really don't need seven flannels. Yeah. So we gave some of that away, and we went through each other's items and said, hey, we need to, like, figure out how to minimize um, our items in our closet, in our house, in our life. And I think that's a good exercise just in understanding that we have excesses of things, and that's inherently a selfish motivation. Right, and then being generous and giving things away and helping other people in it is such like a fulfilling thing it just you gain joy um from doing that i think and that's not our motivation is to like feel good about ourselves but i think there is something to that just the um feeling of oh hey i was able to help provide a need for this person Mm -hmm. i think one thing that is really cool on just like a neighborhood level is if you know somebody's having a hard time, like we had neighbors come over and help us out when we were uh, struggling after um, losing our kids to miscarriages. Um, a buddy of ours came over and just helped me build a fire pit. I mean, just in really, if I wasn't complicated to build a fire pit, it was just digging a hole like bricks. But he was there and really helped. And you're going to talk through things better if. You are doing something, mm-hmm. right? You're, it's hard to build a relationship just by sitting across from one another, which is a terrible way to do it. Um, you should always sit by each other. But sitting across and being like, okay, how's your life? Tell me what you do. Tell me how many kids you have. Tell yeah. me. Like, that's such a harder, much harder way to build a relationship than getting your hands dirty with one another. Mm-hmm. Note to the guys, if you're looking to go on a date, don't do a service project, but do an experience. Don't do, like, dinner and a movie. Do, like, an adventure and dinner. Yeah. Works out much better. Yeah, do the dinner afterwards so you have something to talk about during yeah. dinner. <laughs> it's, so much, it's so much easier. It's so much nicer. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a good thing, too, just being observant about the people who are around you, um, looking for opportunities to love on people, to um, just spend your time serving them by giving them your time. Right. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. Um, Erica, do you have anything else you want to bring up in our podcast? I don't She doesn't have any notes for this part. So. So. <laughs> you don't think so? So, Erica, what is your greatest birthday memory? My greatest birth of all time or of today? All time. All time. That's, man, he puts me on the spot and it's so hard for me to like make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. I make very slow decisions. Got this. Um, so the first memory that comes to mind is my 11th birthday party that I shared with my grandfather. So we, his birthday, 
is January 11th, was January 11th, and my birthday is obviously the 19th, which you guys wouldn't know that because it's not releasing on this day, but um, my 11th birthday party, we went bowling, and I wanted to celebrate it with my grandpa. So, we had a combined birthday at the bowling alley. is your favorite memory. It is. Uh, I love experiences. I would spend all my money on experiences. Yes, she would. She would. (laughs) So, thank you guys. Uh, We're going to continue to talk about this family idea of family discipleship, tribe discipleship, as I like to call it, uh, in light of some cultural things that are going on. So, we're going to talk about rest next week. Sorry, next podcast, we're going to talk about rest in light of a hustled culture. Yes, and we have some good things to say about that because we're coming off of 2020 where we had to just completely halt life. We had to halt life, and as 2021 kind of picks up, and the, excuse me, the hustle kind of takes over our life, how that looks, uh, and how do we rest in that without being lazy. Yep, absolutely. I'll see you guys later. Bye.